Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Okay, so welcome back to the Sing Better Fast podcast. I'm Jamie Vendera here with Ben Valen, and today we're going to talk about uh, a really good topic. I want to call it, I'm too lazy to practice, but Ben wasn't choking. He was laughing because he wants me, he wants to be, be more uh, politically correct. Uh, so what should we call this topic today? Ben? Well, okay. So I want to call it in the mood to practice. I'm not in the mood to practice. So how do I practice? Um, and yeah, so I, I, I agree with you that to a it can't, you can call it laziness. And uh, I imagine at this point, half of the people listening have unsubscribed um, and have just turned the, the podcast off. But it's a real issue people struggle with, um, whether they're in the mood or not. Um, and it's very easy to just say, oh, I'll practice tomorrow. I'll start practicing next week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I actually, on that note, I want to share, uh, this is one of my favorite books. It's called The Confidence Gap, A Guide to Overcoming Fear and Self-Doubt. And the author's name is Russ Harris. I believe he's from uh, Australia. And so the gist of the book is to develop real genuine confidence. Um, so let me just read an excerpt of the book. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs starting on page 198 uh, of The Confidence Gap by Russ Harris. So here it goes. So here's the quote. Suppose I could give you a choice about how to live your life. There are two options. Option one, for the rest of your life, you only take action to do the things that are really important to you if you are in the mood, psyched up, and feeling good. In other words, you spend the rest of your days on this planet at the mercy of your emotions. If you're in the mood or you feel good, then you'll do the things that you need to to make life work. But if your mood drops or you don't feel good, then you give up doing things that truly matter and put your life on hold until such time you feel good, positive, and inspired again. Option two, for the rest of your life, you take action to do the things that are really important to you, whether you are in the mood or not, whether you feel good or bad, energetic or tired, optimistic or pessimistic, calm or anxious, relaxed or fearful, inspired or uninspired, you continue to take action, you keep doing what truly matters to you. Instead of going through life at the mercy of your emotions, you can behave like the person you want to be, and do the things you want to do, even if you're tired or anxious or don't feel like it. Which do you choose? If you choose option one, you're setting yourself up for a life of struggle, investing more and more of your time, effort, and money in trying to control your feelings while all the time missing out on doing what matters. If you choose option two, it's a recipe for success and fulfillment. Look closely at the people you consider most successful in life, and you'll find this is the option they have chosen. Read a few biographies of top athletes, artists, performers, politicians, or business people, and this will soon become crystal clear. What characterizes these people is not that they were always feeling good, positive, optimistic, inspired, psyched up, or in the mood. What characterizes them is their willingness to persist through thick and thin, through ups and downs, through trials and tribulations. Yes, even when they felt afraid, tired, hopeless, or miserable, they continued to act on their values. 
And uh, let me just share one more little bit. Uh, there's a lovely paradox in choosing the second option. When we let go of trying to control our feelings and instead start acting on our values and engage fully in what we are doing, then pleasant feelings often show up for the ride. We are likely to feel healthier, happier, and calmer. Uh, but please note, this is just a byproduct. This is not the main aim. The aim uh, of mindful, value-based living is to create a, cre uh, create a rich, full, and meaningful life while accepting the pain that goes with it. Um, and so that's 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 the quote that I wanted to share. Um, very good book, very powerful stuff, and probably probably sounds a little bit woo-woo, mystical, motivational speech, you know, nonsense. But this is legit stuff. And um, if you go back to episode one of this podcast uh, on the two philosophical positions, it's kind of similar to this. If you are in the Vendera Vocal Academy and you got the April 10th, uh, 2017 copy of our uh, Motivated Vocalist newsletter, it's a similar topic. So here's the thing. You want to listen to Jamie and me for advice. And as a result, you know, you may go off to the next vocal coach who tells you you can gain an octave in 10 minutes, um, which is fine. But I just want to make you aware that this is what it's about. Choosing to do what matters and then doing it even if you're not in the mood. And that goes for practicing. Well, you know... Um couple things come to mind. I, I think one of the newsletters I, I talked about, a lot of students are in love with the dream of singing, but not the act of getting to reach that dream. Um, and that may not always be the case. You may have a student who's wanting to work hard, but they have kids and they got a job uh, and they're overwhelmed. Uh, they read a couple books. They haven't had a lesson. They don't belong to VBA or something and they They don't know where to start, which is actually why we created V24, uh, to yeah. be honest, to make it easier. But, um, I, I, I got to say, even though I, I am hardcore, I work a lot, in my way, I feel like I'm lazy. And it's funny, uh, my wife, she read this quote, she said, 5 a.m., uh, the hour when legends either go to sleep or they're waking up, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, that really makes sense. You know, if you're a legend, you're touring and you've been out playing all night, bam, you're asleep at 5 a.m. If you're an author or something, you get up at 5 a.m. I get up at 5 a.m. I head to the gym. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I'm not. But what I do is in my truck, it's literally like 12 minutes down to my gym. So I have one the free ultimate vocal warm up, which is, um, you know, in VVA and Vendera Publishing, and it's 12 audios, and I get through 10 of them by the time I get to the gym and get out of my truck. So then when I hop back in the car, I do the other two full voice exercises, and then I have these audios that I made, and I'm always making audios for, for singers who are touring. And one of them is Dustin Bates from Star Set, and I made him a couple audios. Just no, it actually wasn't him. It was Eric from uh, Eric Emery from Sky Harbor. I, I got them all on my phone from recently doing this. And so there's three or four of them there: falsetto slide, transcending tone, and sirens. And I'm looking at them, and they're decent. They start like a middle C. They go up to about you know alto E. They don't go really high, but that's still a good you know workout for your voice. And they're each like only two and a half to three minutes long. So yeah. I can literally. Even though I don't want you to not only just to do that little, but I can literally do my warm up and do uh, my three isolation exercises by the time I get home. And then I can do some E screams or come in the house and do V24 and ultimate isolation. So, you know, it's not that um, I'm making time or finding time. I just, there is time. You know, I, lo I yeah. look at every variable and 
you know, and that's how I wrote Raise Your Voice. That's how I created this program by practicing in the car. So I, I've got this car mindset, mm-hmm. you know, and plus for me getting up at 5 a.m., it keeps me from being lazy. You know, it keeps me focused on wanting to do it. And you may wake up and be like, oh, God, it's so early. And it could take a couple weeks to get used to. But when you get into it and you're getting up and you're doing vocal stress release and your warm ups or whatever, um, you, it, it becomes uh, a natural habit. You know, you become a creature of habit and then it's so easy. And then like, bam, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll do them after work. No, you've already yeah. got them done, you know, and you don't have to spend. Who wants to spend time practicing? Let's be honest. I hate practicing, but it has to be done. So if you would do it first thing in the morning, then you can sing. I mean, that's why we're practicing these exercises so we can sing, you know, get better at singing. So, yeah. So a couple things. One, I want to say I'm not perfect. <laughs> and been working with Jamie for a long time. He knows I'm not perfect about this stuff. Um, I don't really think anyone is perfect. Um, but you know, I, I do try, I, I do try. Um, and that's, that's a requirement. You have to try. Um, and so the other thing I wanted to say, just getting stuff done early, just getting it out of the way. That's, that's awesome. Like it's, it's just so nice to be done with your first or second and third things really early in the morning. Um, because then you have all day to just kind of relax a little bit. And so Brian Tracy, um, for those who aren't familiar, very well-known uh, author, speaker in the sort of productivity and uh, marketing and business and motivation. He just kind of does a lot of stuff about everything. Very well-known author. And he actually wrote a book called, I think it's called Eat That Frog. And and the gist of this, the book is to try to summarize, I do recommend, I think it's, I think that's the title. It's something like that. Um, the gist of the book is, um, wake up in the morning, eat a frog. <laughs> and then after you eat the frog, you can pretty much be sure that the worst thing like ever for the day has already happened. Like after, after that, after you eat the frog, then the rest of the day is going to be much more enjoyable and it's going to be a lot easier. And so the point he's making there is get the important but not necessarily fun things done earlier. That way you don't have to like dread it all day. So quick story. Um, and I've told this a few times. I think I did in a couple Google Hangouts and it might have been another podcast. But uh, a few months ago, um, I was going to go to the gym. Woke up, gym opens at 10. So I was going to leave at nine and walk over and then, you know, just kind of hang it, take it, take a long route. It's about two miles to the gym. And I usually, I well, almost always walk to the gym. Um, and so, you know, I was like, okay, I like, I'm just going to leave at nine and then I don't leave at nine. So it's like nine 30 and like, eh, I'll just, I'll leave at 10. And so 10 rolls around 10 30. Eh, I'll just go at 11 and I do it over and over and over and over and over until it's like 9 p.m. I have spent so much time and energy wallowing and, you know, just thinking about doing this and putting it off and like, ugh, just not wanting to, having such a terrible, like, I, this. I'm doing this to myself, by the way. I am choosing to kind of mentally, you know, get messed up over this. But it was for the whole day. Now, at the end of the day, I did end up going to the gym. And then 
and then afterwards I'll, and I was like so proud of myself like I freaking just did it and I was very happy about that but what I wasn't so happy I mean I pat myself on the back for that like I did the thing that I was supposed to do but what I wasn't happy about is that the fact that I waited all day to do it and the whole day I had a very anxious uncomfortable annoying day now take a day let's replace that with week or month or year or whatever time period you choose singing if if you if you want to get better if you know you can get better if you know you're going to be better a year from now don't spend the first six months of it in this sort of anxious you know uncomfortable negative state just get started um you'll you'll make more progress and you'll feel better um maybe not every day but probably most of the time uh so yeah that's that's that little point i wanted to make there well you know what's funny is um <clears throat> i didn't have students this morning which is a rare occasion and i actually appreciated it I went to the gym and i came home and I've been told it's going to rain the rest of the week. And, you know, I usually cut my grass on Wednesday. I thought, oh, I like to push it off a Thursday or Friday. But it's going to rain every day. I better get it done. So I told my wife. And then I sat down on my chair and I put my chihuahuas up on my lap. About an hour later, she says, hey, I thought, what time are your lessons? And it was an afternoon, you know, later in the afternoon, I told her. And uh, she said, uh, I thought she was going to go cut the grass. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So I finally get up and that's what it, I needed the motivation because I was procrastinating. But then I got out and just went right through it. Um, and I, I know better what what I do segue into uh, another story, uh, not really a story, but my method with what I do. And I'm actually going to put this in a book is uh, I, I make lists every day. So, you know, if you're not being lazy, you don't feel like working out. I have a I actually have a, a, an app on my iPhone and you can have a normal list like it's an everyday list and you reset it and you can click them off or delete them as you get them done. So like every day I got uh, drink a gallon of water, I do my warm ups, I do my workout, go to the gym. Uh, and then I put other things like today I went ahead and wrote on there. Even though I knew I was getting ready to do it, I wrote in my list cut grass because I'm just I'm I'm anal like that. I'm a mental. So I'm like, okay, I cut grass. That's a chore. That's something that I needed to get done. Woohoo! I can knock it off of the list. So I've done that. Uh, I'm working on a guitar book with an author. Uh, I hurried up and did a chapter. I'm editing that book. I'm working on some marketing stuff, which we'll do. And we have the group hangout today. So everything is in my list. And that way, at the end of the day, whether you write it or have it on an app or whatever, you can look back and think, wow, you know, look at these 10 things I got done, you know, but to look at the list, you know, you're going to think, oh, my God, there's so much to do. And there really isn't, you know, especially if you're starting at early in the morning, like five or six in the morning, you can get a lot of this done. And, you know, and think about that. I mean, how many of us go around and we're, we're singing, we're singing in the shower, we're singing in the truck and in the car and the vehicle, uh, singing as we cut grass, whatever. We do it all day long. So why can't you spend a little time practicing and getting that part of your vocal routine done? So that, you know, you have the blood flow to the cords, you've had a nice workout, those muscles are strengthening, and then you can apply what you learn to your singing instead of just winging it. So, you know, that, that don't, don't make excuses. You know, if you want a better voice, uh, another thing I hate, if you want a better voice, okay, I'm going to. I want to start V24 this coming Monday. Okay, well, I can see with V24 because it's laid out Monday through Saturday, but anything you know don't if it's tuesday you're like yeah all right i, I want to start a vocal routine next week and we'll start it on monday 
or I want to start January 1st. Uh, is that the gym right. we were talking? And uh, this guy says, yeah. I said, it's not as crowded as it used to be. He said, I've been here for three years. And he says, every uh, January 2nd, there are, you know, 50 new people in the gym for two or three weeks. And then they all, we, they w just whittle away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're like weeds. They drive and disappear because everyone has that. Oh, new Monday, new, new year, a new year, new me. You know, forget that. Your time is now. Your time is today. Yeah. You're not make an excuse. So, you know, we only have so many, we only have so much time, right? We have so much time and at some point we don't live forever. We only have so much time. And so the sooner speak, the better. Speak for yourself. <laughs> the I made the, a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that Lord, song? Double I hope, I don't, Georgia. I hope I don't drop dead tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, so yeah, like, dang it, you just totally threw me off. You know, I was getting ready to fall over in this chair, and you'd be like, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> um, it must have been a lie. <laughs> um, yeah, it may have been, but anyway, uh, like, I know we're a bit heavy, and it sounds like we're like, you know, trying to beat people up, sort of about this. But you know, if it matters to you, then you do it. Like, so think about. So as as cliche and self-serving as this might sound, um, I think generally speaking, you can determine what people um, care about the most based on what they spend their time and money on. That's what you know they care about. And so like, I'm not gonna, so let me give an example. Um, a few years ago, um, I was really big into running. I still run a you know, decent bit, but I, I used to just be obsessed with it. Um, and it was around the time that I first got Raise Your Voice. And so um, and so I got Raise Your Voice and then said, okay. And then I think you said something in there about getting like karaoke tracks for, you know, songs that you like or bands you like or whatever. And so I went to one of those karaoke track websites and I looked at some of the karaoke tracks and the tracks were like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars each just for the karaoke track. And, uh, and I found like 10 songs I liked and it came out to like 30 bucks. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to spend 30 bucks on this. You know, like, Oh, eh. when I literally like just earlier that week spent like $80 to go participate in a half marathon. And I had just bought new running shoes for like 120, like a month before. Uh, and I was going out, um, uh, for, you know, going out to dinner with friends basically every Friday and Saturday night. Um, and, you know, and, and then I was also subscribed to like Hulu and Netflix and whatever. I had the $30, but I told myself I didn't. Um, but it's not that I didn't. It's just that I was pretending to care about singing. I didn't actually care about singing. And as self-serving as this is, because Jamie and I run the Vendera Vocal Academy, it's something that we sometimes encounter with singers is, oh, well, I, ju I just don't have the money to uh, be in the academy. And, you know, it's totally up to people what they do with their money. You know, it's none of my business. I can't, like, make anyone do anything. But the people who say I don't have the money are very often subscribed to this and that and the other thing and go out to a bunch of dinners or they blow a bunch of money on frivolous stuff. And so that means you care about your other hobbies, which is fine. That's totally okay if you like that other stuff. 
and you want to do that other stuff. I'm not saying that you can't, but I, what I'm saying is if you're telling yourself or other people that you care about singing, but you're not spending any money or time on becoming a, a better singer or performer, then, then you're pretending. That's, that's, that's what it is. And as harsh as that may sound, I think anyone who honestly thinks about it closely would agree that that's the case. And so if, if, if what I just said offended you and you are like annoyed at me for what I just said, um, then feel free to send me a hate email, but also contemplate, think about have you been investing your time and, and money in what really matters to you or not? And if not, then maybe consider what your priorities actually are. You know, when I was younger, I, I scraped and saved. I've said this story before. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, grow, gr a lot of money growing up. <laughs> can't speak. Um, <laughs> and Jim Gillette's Metal Power, the cassettes were uh, in like Metal Edge magazine back in the early 80s. And I went out and cut grass to save money to order these. And then, of course, they never showed up. Uh, it's funny, Jim apologized to me years later because he said, dude, Nitro got signed. Uh, we handed off to Metal Method. He said there probably were some that got lost in the mix. Yours was probably one of them. He's made it up to me a thousand fold over. <laughs> so I can't complain. You know, I've gotten the products in. But, you know, I, I've, I've taken lessons uh, via tape cassette with Thomas Appel back before the Internet. You know, and, and that wasn't cheap. This was back in like 1992. It was $100 a pop. And, uh, you know, for a guy just, you know, just out of high school and uh, not a lot of money, just moved with his girlfriend uh, and needed to pay the rents. That was a big chunk, you know, to have several lessons with him. However, it was something that I truly, truly loved and wanted and I wanted to better myself. And it was worth every penny. So if, if VBA existed back then, you bet your butt I would be signed up for the price. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, um, you know, not that I'm trying to sell it, but it, it, it's just such a massive amount of information that I would have died to do that. And I did, you know, I didn't die, but I, I moved to LA and I studied at Musicians Institute and uh, vocal, uh, the Vocal Institute technology wasn't cheap. It was like six yeah. grand for a year or something. And so that was, you know, but I paid it, you know, because I wanted to better my voice. Definitely. And um, so I, I do want to challenge singers again. If you're not in the mood to practice ever, then one, either don't consider that, like just practice anyway, um, as Russ so eloquently uh, describes in the confidence gap that I read earlier, or think about if it actually matters to you. And uh, every time I say stuff like that, I imagine I'm just making so many people mad of the, ah, who's this guy to tell me how to behave and think about my life, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I get that, but you know, I, I'm being real here. I'm coming from a place of wanting to help you. And if singing is a priority for you, it's, it's, and you haven't been acting as if it is, then it's about time to start. And if it isn't a priority for you, then stop wasting your time um, and stop wasting the time of others who you talk to about singing if you do. Um, and then just be clear on what your priorities actually are. Um, so with that, I do want to go ahead and wrap this one up. I know this was a bit heavy, so if you want to leave me a mean email, go ahead and, well, go I ahead and do that. I want to leave you with it. Riddle me this. Um, why is it that a guitar player will spend thousands of hours practicing scales and working on chords and modes and learning their theory and learning to play guitar, but a singer procrastinates? You know, we have the most amazing instrument in the world. 
you know, so why wouldn't we spend as much time on our instrument as a guitar player does, a piano player does? Think about that and work hard and we'll see you in the next hangout. Take care. Not the, not the next hangout. See, I'm already thinking about Bandera <laughs> Vocal Academy. So at the at the time at the time we're recording this, um, we have <laughs> one of the Bandera Vocal Academy live group training sessions coming up uh, in about an hour and a half. And so he's he's thinking ahead about the hangout uh, that we're doing. Oh, I'm but, already running through topics in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, also, by the way, I wanted to mention one other thing. So I shared from the, this book, The Confidence Gap. So in the V24 program. Um, that Jamie and I put together. Uh, I, we actually have a video that we did called Vocal Success Strategies, where we cover stuff like what we covered in this uh, podcast episode and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and then I made an outline for it. There's notes that come along with it. And so the goal with that particular video is to kind of help you get your head straight and get in gear. It's not necessarily vocal exercise stuff. It's how you're thinking, arranging your time, um, that sort of stuff, um, as far as it relates to, um, becoming a better singer. So if, if you liked this episode, um, I think you would enjoy the vocal success strategies video inside of the V24 program. And you can check that out at v24.rocks. So that's V as in vocal, 24.rocks. And so just go to your website, or you're sorry, your uh, web browser, Firefox, Google Chrome, whatever, type in the letter v 24 dot rocks so instead of dot com it's dot rocks r-o-c-k-s and you can find out all about that uh so yeah i guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up it was fun and we'll catch you in the next episode peace thank you for listening to this episode of the sing better fast podcast be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases events and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com 